Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It has been a really interesting week. I have had to sit down and just be at home because for the last two days, I've actually been out of commission with a sinus infection and a cold. I know, I know, very, very fun and very sexy, but um, I've had basically a hoarse voice and I couldn't talk for the longest time, which for somebody who loves to talk a lot, that's probably like your worst nightmare. And you'll probably also hear me sounding really hoarse um, at some moments in this podcast. But the good news is I can talk again. So all is good. And we're back in business, baby. So yeah, I would just say, guys, don't take your health for granted. Because sometimes I think I'm way too young to be getting sick all the time. And I would just for the last few weeks get sick, get better, get sick again, get better. And it just feels like it's this like on and off relationship. At some point, you just need to, you know, nip the bud in the head, you know, or whatever that phrase is, and just call it off or call it on. And for my health, I'm definitely like, I need, I need to get my stuff in shape. And so this week has definitely been a lot of self-reflection as to how can I be healthier? So I definitely have realized that, you know, sometimes when you're working hard, growing out a lot, it takes a toll on your body. So if you ever feel burnt out or you're tired or you're feeling sick, just take a day off. You know, that's the hard lesson I had to learn. So we'll see. Hopefully in the future, I will be back raging and living life to the fullest. But this week I've needed to just take a breather and do nothing. Well, On a more fun note, this is a long-awaited episode where I'm going to answer guys' questions. So if you guys remember a few weeks back, I had posted on the No Plans the Podcast Instagram, as well as my personal Instagram, an anonymous Q&A. And this is where I basically asked guys, hopefully just guys, to answer or not answer, ask me questions anonymously. And they could go to this link, submit their questions, and now I have a whole long list. But this was essentially my way of saying, hey guys, love you. I'm going to take some time on the podcast to do something for you guys because I know the dating conversation has been primarily focused on like my girl's perspective. And naturally, there's a lot of like ranting about guys, but fear not. There's definitely a lot of tips, advice, insights that I can give my guy friends and the guy listeners here because dating is not just from a girl's perspective, obviously. And yeah, this hopefully will be helpful for a lot of our guy listeners and I will redeem myself slowly in in your eyes. So let's get into it. I think some of these are really interesting and uh, widely requested questions. The very first one that, and this is in no particular order, is how does a guy get out of the friend zone? Would like to hear thoughts from a woman perspective. All right, so this is actually a widely requested question. And a lot of my guy friends asked me this as well. So we're gonna start off with the fun, juicy, interesting question. Now, I would just say that you always got to assess why you guys are friends. And there's two situations that are possible. 
One is there's some hardcore external reasons why you guys are just friends. For example, you might have dated this person's best friend or maybe this friend of yours dated one of your best friends or let's just say this friend lives with your ex, right? So if in any of the above situations, if you dated this friend, then chaos would ensue. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a person that loves a little chaos. I love a little spice in life. I think that life is more fun with some chaos. But of course, you always need a balance in everything in life, right? You can't have too much chaos everywhere you go. Otherwise, your life is just going to be unmanageable. So if you dated this friend, let's just say who has a lot of messiness involved, right? There's a web of relationships that could get hurt and your friend group might be really upset or there might be drama in your friend group, a lot of hurt feelings on both sides, then you might realize that going for this romantic relationship with this friend might not be worth it, right? Because you always got to weigh the pros and cons. Like, is this one friendship, you know, if it turns into a romantic relationship worth causing a lot of drama and hurt with these other relationships. I would say 95% of the time, it's not worth it. Because you gotta, you know, imagine talking to all of your friends, explaining the situation, getting their buy-in. You know, other people could feel really uh, salty or tilted or jealous. And that could, that's not fun. I would say the only exception for pursuing this romantic relationship with this quote unquote like messy friend is if you are 100% sure that this friend is very special and he or she is the only one that you can see yourself with, right? Let's just say you're in this big pond in New York and you just realize over time, you realize that this person and you click really, really well, you guys just get each other there's this undeniable chemistry and spark, then I would say you might think that it's worth it, right? Because if this is the case, and that's a really rare situation, finding that attraction, finding that compatibility in somebody that you really, really like is not common. And you might think this is going to work out in the long term. And yeah, you've never felt this way before. So in this case, it might potentially be worth talking to your friends, being honest, explaining the situation, talking to your exes about it because you think the long-term return on investment or ROI, shout out to our finance bros, is great. But again, if you talk to your friends and your exes and you really value these relationships and they are upset at this prospective romantic relationship, then yeah, like we said, you need to think, is it worth it? Because you are essentially choosing to pursue this one relationship over these other relationships. But if you're like, yes, this is my future wife or my future husband, and I don't care what the haters say, which not to be pessimistic is a highly statistically unlikely situation. But if you're thinking this, you've weighed the pros and cons, then go for it. But, but usually this one romantic relationship doesn't outweigh how great and valuable 
your other relationships are. So you got to keep that in mind. The second scenario is just timing. Let's just say maybe you and this person became friends naturally, but one of you guys weren't emotionally available for whatever reason. Maybe one of you guys just got out of a serious relationship or the other person just wasn't in the mood to date. So you guys became friends. And over time, you realized you both really liked each other's company. You guys got each other and you guys just get along really well in general. So if over time you're still good friends and you're starting to feel like there's this romantic spark because over time you find this person really attractive in that romantic way and you start to catch feelings, I think this second scenario is much more reasonable to evaluate if this friendship could become something more for both of you guys. In this second scenario, there aren't the external boundaries set as in the first scenario that we just discussed, because there's no messiness involved. You guys are just two people who like each other as human beings. And just for whatever reason in the beginning, you guys started off as purely platonic friends. There wasn't anything really holding you guys back and saying that a romantic relationship could cause drama. And actually, I would argue that this is a really ideal situation. Because like we've probably all heard, really great romances start off as really good friends. That's like a really good foundation because you know that you guys can get along, you like each other, you get each other's personalities, and now over time, you're adding this additional critical element of attraction romantically. So I would say this is actually ideal, but there's one major consideration If things don't work out romantically, are you okay with losing this person as a friend? Because worse comes to worse, things don't work out. You guys decide, oh, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel natural to being friends again because you guys have already crossed that friendship boundary. Then this could be very risky because you could, like I said, lose this really valuable friendship. However, if you think the rewards of dating this person and getting to know each other romantically outweigh your current situation and the risk of losing this friend, then I would say go for it. Follow your heart because like I said, the benefits of being in this romantic relationship could be great now that you guys have already established this great foundation and you think it could work out. But just a side note, Once you cross the friendship boundary, it is extremely hard to go back. It is a gamble. And in a sense, you need to decide what's your risk tolerance. If you have a high enough risk appetite and you think this gamble is worth it, then this could be a beautiful and passionate and really great situation. All right, guys, now we're going to talk about tactical strategic tips on how to get out of the friend zone. So let's just say you've established that, yeah, you think it's worth going for this romantic relationship with this friend. You want to now decide, how can I take the steps needed to get out of the friend zone and be seen as a dating prospect? The first step is to assess your current situation. Now, before I get into it, I just want to say, I do realize that this is really tricky. 
especially because if you guys have known each other for a while and you've only hung out as friends and you've seen each other only as platonic friends, you, you know, you've called each other bro and dude and maybe even call each other brother and sister. It's really hard to just change our reputation in each other's eyes. It can be hard to change that status. But if you assess the situation, you assess the current vibe, and you see that if you try to flirt with your friend and your friend flirts back, or if you realize that you have a really great texting game, like if you text this person, they respond in a reasonable amount of time, they're not like ghosting you, and it's playful, like maybe you guys are sending each other emojis, and uh, it's, it's a really fun situation, then you might realize that the current situation is not 100% platonic. Because maybe there's some hidden feelings that both of you guys aren't comfortable enough to, like, to admit. Now, let's just say you assess the situation and you flirt with your friend, but your friend doesn't flirt back, or your texting game is very dry. Like, you guys only talk about logistics or talk about other people you guys are dating. Then that could be a sign that maybe your friend is comfortable with this very platonic situation you guys are in. Now, let's just say that you get a sense, and this is where you really need to listen to your gut, because you know your friendship and the situation better than anybody. If you assess that there is a little bit of chemistry, there's some light flirting, then this is where the biggest opportunity lies. You could take the next step, which is number two, ask this friend to hang out more one-on-one. And if they're open to this, and you guys start to hang out more one-on-one, then you can slowly determine, hey, this friend really likes to hang out with me one-on-one. And that is borderline dating, right? If you guys are always hanging out in a group, then that's very platonic, right? You guys are in in the same friend group, and you guys are friends. But if you guys are hanging out a lot one-on-one, that means that you both like each other enough to just be together one-on-one. You guys don't drive each other crazy. You guys can just connect for a long period of time. And then in this case, step three is communication. Yes. Communication is going to be a big theme in this this podcast. Eventually, you do need to be honest with how you're feeling. Because if you've already gotten to step two, that's like a big green light. That means that you guys are already borderline dating. You guys might both just be shy and don't know how to cross this boundary or don't know if you should cross this friendship boundary. But if you and your gut know that you want to, you need to take the step, take the initiative to be honest with how you're feeling and tell your friend, hey, I know we've been friends for the longest time, but I really like you and see how they respond, right? I wouldn't say just go for it and, for example, give your friend a kiss because that's honestly too abrupt and your friend might be surprised, especially if your friend doesn't really know how they feel or if they want to be more than friends. But a gentler way of seeing if this friend wants to be more than friends is just to talk to them. When you guys are one-on-one, ask them how they're feeling and if they're open to dating, right? Then you can take it from there and run into the sunset together. However, let's just say we're going back to step two. 
Let's just say your friend rejects hanging out with you one-on-one a lot. It's not because they're, you know, always busy with work. They're just, you know, hanging out with other people. Or maybe they are really busy and they just can't date right now. Then that's a sign that they probably don't want anything more than just friends right now. But if in your heart, you're still really curious and you're like, man, I still can't really decide if this person is friend zoning me, then jump to step three, but know that there's a risk here because you technically haven't really passed step two. If you already are in step three, let's just say, just be open and honest with how you're feeling and see how they react. If they react positively, that's great. That's ideal. But if they don't know or they react negatively, then that's a sign that this friend is not ready to date you. Just remember, always be honest and open. And I know it's really hard. It's really easy to say that, harder to do. But when you are honest and vulnerable, that is really, that's where you can really form a genuine connection with this friend because you're letting them know how you truly feel rather than have everything in the shadows. And that's not really gonna benefit you or your friend. And you can even give your friend some time to think about it, right? Maybe they haven't really considered you as more than a friend, but they would actually be open to it. If they need some time to evaluate and come back to you, just respect their decision, give them some space, and you guys can talk about it later. And just be cautious though. There's always this possibility that your friend comes back to you and says, hi, I really like you but I just want to say friends, I value our friendship too much. And you need to determine if you're okay with that. Because once you try to cross a friendship boundary and it doesn't work out, you may feel a mixture of emotions such as hurt, rejection, confusion, embarrassment, and et cetera, et cetera. And if you're okay continuing the friendship, just know that you may deal with feeling these feelings in the back of your mind, at least initially. And time will heal things if you both truly do value the friendship. And most likely you guys then can continue business as usual after some time. But if you decide that you're in too deep already, you have this really, really big crush and you like this person too much and you don't want to just be friends or see this person with somebody else or talk to them about dating other people, then you may decide for your own mental well-being that you need to keep some distance. And you may actually need to uh, be less close of a friend with this person. And so that's another risk that you definitely need to consider. So like we said, there's always this downside of things going awry and not as you would want. But if you decide that that risk is worth taking because you like this person so much, then I would say that is okay. And I would actually say, I would applaud you for being brave and vulnerable because that's really hard and that's not comfortable. Another tip is I would say from a girl's perspective, unfortunately and fortunately, we have been conditioned to want a guy to chase us. So even if we like a guy or a guy friend, We may not be the one to always take the first move and initiate crossing that friendship boundary. And I know, I know, 
I'm a 21st century woman. It's 2023. It'd be great if more and more girls would go for it, you know, and talk to a guy about how they feel. But we're still making some progress. We still need to make some progress in terms of the girls like initiating more. And that'd be great if that happened. But the current situation as I see it is we still like it when the guy makes a first move, talks to us and chases us. So if you're a guy out there and you have a crush on your girlfriend, just know that it'd be great and actually might be beneficial for both of you guys if you were open and honest first. This might change in the future though, slowly but surely. All right, that was fun and a lot of juicy content. We're now going to move to our second question. And this one's, uh, this one's a funny one. Do you feel guilty when getting pedicures when someone else scrubs your feet? First of all, I just want to say getting a pedicure or manicure or massage is one of the greatest pleasures of life. And I definitely, I definitely do not feel guilty when I get one. Especially if with my own conscious behavior, I go to like a nail or massage salon and and paid somebody to give me the service. I would say that in that case, I am definitely very happy if they provide the service as expected, right? Scrubbing my feet, giving me a pedicure, making my nails look really pretty. If I weren't conscious, which I don't think would ever happen, then I might be like, what am I doing when I wake up? But usually even if I dream walk to the nail or massage parlor and I wake up with beautiful hands and feet, then I'm sure I would be confused at first, right? But in the long term, I might be very pleasantly happy. So no, I do not feel guilty when I get pedicures or when someone else scrubs my feet. Shout out to all the great service people out there who make this happen. You guys are the real ones. Uh, in fact, I think this is part of my regular self-care regimen. When I'm like, ah, not feeling that great or I'm feeling like I need to like take care of myself better, I go to the nail salon or I go get a massage. So I would say if you haven't tried this, I highly recommend it, you know, and definitely I don't think anyone should feel guilty about treating yourself. All right, now we're going to move to the third question. What's the best way to gauge if you're interested Ooh, this is a spicy one. Okay, so I'm going to go down a list of factors you should consider, okay? So let's just say that this is a person who's just really friendly with everyone. And you don't really know if, are they flirting with me or are they just being friendly? The first thing is you got to assess how responsive are they to your texts, right? Because time is our most valuable resource, The amount of time we devote to somebody is equivalent to how much we like them, okay? So are they responsive? Do they respond within a reasonable amount of time, like within a day? And are their texts playful or flirty? That's great. I mean, do they look like they're having fun when they're talking to you? Or the other hand is, are they talking about logistics or talking about other guys that they're interested in, right? If it's a latter then most likely they're friend zoning you. But if they're playful, they're asking you about your day, they're trying to meet up, then yeah, that probably means that they like you. Second consideration is, do they ask you to hang out 
right? That's the biggest indication. If they're actively choosing to spend time with you out of their busy schedule, then yeah, that means they at least like you as a human being, right? They like your company. They like you as a person. And if you also like them back, that's great. You guys can start to hang out more one-on-one. The third consideration is, do they talk to you a lot when they see you, right? Let's just say that you guys are in a friend setting or group setting, and this person could talk to anyone, right, in this group, but are they devoting a lot of attention to you? Like, are they spending a lot of their time in person talking to you? And that's another big indication that this person likes you, right? But on the other hand, if you guys are hanging out with a big group and this friend goes and talks to this other cute person or talks to this other friend, then maybe you need to assess, okay, it's not, it's not certain if they like me or dislike me romantically. Just let a pause to clear my voice. All right, we're back in business. So the next tip is see how they act on social media. Because these days social media is the prime area to light flirt with people. And what I mean by that is you can like respond to somebody's story or send them a DM and it can be super casual and lighthearted, but that can indicate interest, right? Because you're not going to be DMing or reacting to everyone's stories. So if this friend is sending you a lot of reactions or responding to your stories a lot, then that's a big sign that this person is at least a little bit interested in getting to know you. So you can assess that. And if all else fails, because like I said earlier, I know we girls can be an an enigma and sometimes we may not show our interest immediately or very overtly because, you know, like I said, that's sort of how we've been conditioned as little girls. Just ask this person out on a date and just be like, hey, are you down to get drinks? And if they say yes, then yes, they're interested because they're spending time with you and drinks is a very datey activity. If they say no, then that's your answer. Okay, this person is most likely not interested. They just want to be friends. And like I said, a common theme is communication. So worst case scenario, if you go through all these tips and you're still so confused, I would just say talk to them, right? Be vulnerable, which I know is really tough, but we need more vulnerability because that's how we can just form more genuine connections. And um, it can be uncomfortable and awkward at first, but at least you'll know, right? Rather than guessing. And you can just be like, okay, I like you and I want to get drinks with you. And like I said, worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. Then you guys can go back to business as usual, stalking each other's Instagrams, stories. All right. So we're actually going to end the podcast episode with this next question, because I realized I talked a lot about these other questions, which were really fun to answer, but I'm going to save some of these other questions for another episode. Okay. So this next question is thoughts on whether your boyfriend watches porn while in a relationship or follows IG models. Now, this is a very interesting one because I recently talked to a friend about this. And so this is top of mind. And I would say that, yes, it's okay if your boyfriend or girlfriend or person that you're dating or talking to or seeing, you know, slash all these modern dating scenarios, it's okay if they look at internet videos of other people 
or follow IG models. And I'm going to explain why. The reason why is, first of all, there's always going to be beautiful people in this world. And there's always going to be different types of people in this world. And you can't really control who your SO likes, right? You can't control how they view other people or who they decide to talk to because that's just going to be a lot of work for you to do. And it's not a fun relationship where you feel like you need to control each other. And the other thing to keep in mind is just because this person looks pretty or hot or beautiful doesn't necessarily mean that this person likes them. And the reason is because attraction is so many different factors. Physical attraction is just one of them, right? There's a lot of other things about you that attracts you to this SO that you're dating. And sometimes we may, we just like overlook that, right? It could be your personality really clicks with his or hers and you guys just really get along or you have a really great sense of humor or you just have a great sense of style and you're really smart and all these other things. And you can't really find that exact unique package anywhere else. Just because this person has a pretty face or a really fit body doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be as attractive as you are to your SO. And I think that's something that I definitely had to learn over time. I will admit in the very beginning stages of my dating experience, I got easily jealous whenever my boyfriend went to talk to another really smart or like pretty person. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, this person is way cooler than me. But then over time, I took a step back and I realized, no, no, I'm really just selling myself short. And there's a lot of other great things about me that attracted this person to me. And that's the same thing for everyone else, right? There's so many pretty and quote unquote hot people in this world, but we're not always going to want to date them, right? There's very unique things about you that you got to keep in mind that make you special to this person you're dating. And that's why they don't want to date anyone else besides you. Now, I will say that there's a, you know, some exceptions, Let's just say your SO watches like, you know, these internet videos or follows IG models, like talks to them all the time. Then that could be a red flag because it's just kind of like, well, that is like borderline, uh, I would say like not cheating per se, but just like, why are they spending so much time with these other people than with you? But if it's just like occasional, then that's totally fine. And worst case scenario, if it bothers you, then like we said, communication, baby, always feel free to be honest with this person about how you feel and see how they react. You can be honest and vulnerable and say, hey, like, I really like you, but I've noticed that you're like constantly watching these internet videos when we're together or like whatever. And you're constantly talking to like Selena Gomez or I don't know, like an Instagram model. Kendall Jenner, they maybe they never respond to your SO, right? Because they're busy. They're Kendall Jenner but let's just say they do respond and they're talking all the time. Then you can be like, hello, I'm here. Why are you guys talking so much? Is it because like you're bored? Then you can take it from there, right? You can just be honest and hear them out. 
Maybe they just are a really big fan of this of this model. And if they're like, hey, like, no, I only like you. I only want to date you. Then there's your answer. Then you don't have to worry about anything else. I would say the motto is innocent until proven guilty, right? And so I would say like, we should always trust the people we date because that's so important for long-term happiness. But if you talk to them and they're not really responsive or they react really negatively, um, then that could be a really big red flag because then they're also, in a sense, not validating your emotions and not trying to work things out with you. And so, yeah, just always know that we should give them the benefit of the doubt. This is something I tell myself all the time. But if they act in a way that could make us lose their trust, then that's where things go downhill. Now, I will also add to that. I don't think this is any reason or any like green flag to look through people's phones or their DMs because that just is a strong indication that you just don't trust them already. And that's not good. That's going to break down that trust foundation. Just if they say that, you know, they only want to date you, trust them. And if they give you any hardcore evidence that they are not honest, then that's where you can decide, all right, cut off the cord. Alrighty, guys. Well, this was a lot of fun. Uh, to all the guys out there who submitted your answer, your questions, thank you for submitting your questions because these were a lot of fun to answer. And for the other questions I didn't get to, fear not, these will be answered in a future episode. But thank you guys again for listening, being part of the family. Follow No Plans, the podcast on Instagram for more behind the scenes, future giveaways, any other fun little quizzes and stuff like that. And also follow the Spotify because you'll be automatically notified when a new episode is out. All right. Well, hope you guys have a great rest of the week and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.